Thank you, Your Honor. Will you please state your name? Yes, it's Amber Laura Heard. And what is your address? I live in Yucca Valley, California. And how old are you, Amber? I am 36. I just celebrated. Okay. And do you have a daughter? I do. Uh, she also celebrated her birthday recently. She's one. Okay. And what is your profession? I am an actor, uh, mostly. Okay. Now, why are you here? I am here because my ex-husband is suing me uh, for an op-ed I wrote. And how do you feel about that? I, um, I st struggle to have the words. I struggle to find the words to describe how uh, painful this is. Um, this is horrible for me to sit here uh, for weeks and um, relive everything. Um, hear people that I knew, um, some well, some not. My ex-husband, with whom I shared a life. Um, speak um, about our lives in the way that they have. Um, this has been one of, the, this is the most painful and difficult thing I've ever gone through, for sure. I'm an adult and I'm sitting next to the man I love and he slapped, he slapped me for no reason, it seemed like, and I missed the point. It was that stupid. Second slap, I know he's not kidding, but I don't know what else to say or do, so I just stared at him. I didn't say anything, I didn't react. I didn't move or freak out or defend myself or, or say, what are you doing? You're crazy. I just stared at him because I didn't know what else to do. And he slaps me one more time. Hard. I lose my balance. Um, at this point, we're sitting next to each other at the, on the edge of the couch. Or I was on the edge of the couch. And I'm all of a sudden realizing that the worst thing has just happened to me that could possibly happen to you, I realized that I, I wish so much he had said he was joking. Because it didn't hurt. It didn't physically hurt me. I was just sitting there on this, on, on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet and why I was never, why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before and I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I just sat there thinking, how much time do I have to I figure out what I need to do because God, did he just hit me? No, I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want this to be the reality. I didn't want to have the man I was in love with. I know you don't come back from that. You know, I'm not dumb. I, I know you can't hit a woman. I, you can't hit a man. You can't hit anyone. You can't just hit somebody because they, I knew there was no, I knew it was wrong and I knew that I had to leave him. And that's what broke my heart because I didn't want to leave him. I thought if I got up out of that room, I would leave the best thing that ever happened to me. And I wish I could sit here and say I stood up and I walked out of that house and I drew a line and I stood up for myself. 
dirty carpet trying to will myself to get up to walk out of the door because I knew I needed to. And I really slowly, I stood up and I remember looking at him in the eye and just looking at him, frankly, because I didn't know what else to do. And before I know it, he starts crying. And you know, like I, I had never seen an adult man cry. Um, I didn't even really see my dad cry at my grandma's funeral. You know, it's just, it's weird. And he's crying. Uh, tears, I mean, just falling out of his eyes. He gets down on his knees and he grabs my hands and he's touching my hands and he's saying to me, I will never do that again. I'm so sorry, baby. I, I put the fucker away. I thought I killed it and it's, it's done. I, 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 I thought I put the monster away and I've done it before. It's done. But on his knees and I, 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 I didn't have words. I didn't know what to say. I just remember thinking that it was just, he was crying. He seemed so sorry, but I knew I couldn't just forgive him because I, right? That, that means it will happen again, no? You know, like I've seen the health class videos like everyone else. And I got up in my car. I walked to the car. I didn't say anything. I made a point to not say, oh, it's okay, or anything like that. I just didn't say anything. I got up, I went to the car, I sat in my car, and I felt like I sat there forever. I didn't want to turn the key. I just leaned my head up against the window. And I remember just seeing my breath on the, on the windshield, you know, on the, the glass of the, uh, of the window of the door, just seeing my breath and trying to will myself to have the strength to know what I should do in this moment because I was heartbroken. And I sat there for a long time and I eventually turned the key and drove home. What did you do after that? I don't know. I, I don't remember what I did when I got home. I don't remember. Um, I went to my therapist. I told her. Objection hearsay. Not feeling anything at the time. Um, I don't remember feeling anything um, because the night just kind of changed pretty dramatically um, before I really felt anything of the effects of that. But that was the environment we were in. And, um, and as soon as she kind of did this thing where she leaned into me, um, Johnny um, gets really activated. He gets really upset and he starts, well, at first she thought he was kidding too. I, she thought he was kind of making a joke. I think we all did. Everyone kind of responded at first, you know, that, that it, like it was a joke, but he, he was like, um, Hey man, what are you doing? You know, what do you, what do you, what do you think you're doing? And she kind of giggled and kind of leaned into me more. And I knew in my body just instantly that it wasn't a joke. Um, but she didn't. So she's kind of still attached to my arm when he says it again to her louder 
He says, hey, man, you think you're touching my fucking girl? You think you're touching my fucking girl? That's my fucking girl. And he gets louder and louder. And she kind of did this thing half understanding what was going on. I think she kind of started to cry at this point, but she kind of threw up her hands, and Johnny grabbed her, her wrist and kind of twisted it and pulled her into him and said, do you know how many pounds of pressure it takes to break a human wrist? Huh? And he kind of held her, and she just, she just looked frozen. And... Uh, she's crying, and she was just denying, understanding what was going on. I stepped in. I kind of take Johnny's arm around, kind of take Johnny's hand, and kind of we start communicating. I don't remember if he immediately was accusing me or if it was sometime after. I wish I remembered, but we, we agreed that we'd go and talk about it in the trailer. Uh, so we walk to the trailer, um, and when we're in the trailer, Johnny, by the time we get into the trailer, Johnny tells me that I um, had been instigating the, uh, like, you know, in asking for this, and that I had invited it, and that I, I hadn't been honest with him about my relationship with this woman, and not to I didn't really know her that well. I mean, I actually don't know her at all, but I had met her. And I remember in the trailer, um, he's accusing me of, of lying about it and that I, you know, that I, that I had something with her. I'm trying to diffuse that. I'm trying to calm him down. And um, he just turned all that, um, it seemed like he turned all that rage onto the trailer itself. And he just started smashing things. Um, he picked up something on the table and threw it right into the glass cabinet. Um, he hit with his hand um, a, a, a wall sconce. Um, he cleared the tabletop on the little fold-down, um, like, kitchen dining room area in this trailer. I mean, it's a trailer. So there's only so much you can do. And he's screaming at me, just screaming at me. Um, and I... I, I uh, eventually go back into the back the bedroom area uh, he comes into the bedroom area we had what I can only describe as um, a uh, it sounded like nonsense from him it wasn't making sense I realized that he's just probably really high um, because it wasn't making sense anymore. It wasn't like a direct accusation. I wasn't, he wasn't hearing me when I was saying I, 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 I wasn't involved, wasn't cheating on him. I wasn't secretly trying to engage this woman in some sort of sexual affair. Um, and, and then it became clear to me he was like looking for something. He um, cleared things off the bed. I went into the bathroom. And as I come out, um, he's at, he asked me where it is and how long I've been hiding it. And I, was, I was like, what are you talking about? And he says, you know what I'm fucking talking about. You know what I'm fucking talking about. Be honest with me. Where are you hiding it? And he kind of like makes to look into the bathroom. Um, and I gestured to the bathroom, which is to my right. I kind of like gestured to him and I said, I'm like, what? Well, 
what am I, where am I going to, what am I hiding and where am I going to hide it? And, and we're standing in this little hallway area outside of the bathroom and he starts, you know, pat, pat, what it feels like patting me down or saying he's patting me down, I can't recall, but he ripped my dress, the uh, strap top part of my dress. I had just dyed this thing um, myself, pink, and it's just one of those things I, you know, that's my, I just finished that dress. I just, just, just stood there staring at the stupid light. I didn't know what, to, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just stood, I just stood there while he did that. He just, I, I don't. I didn't say like stop or anything. I just so the next morning, um, what what transpired? The truth as a whole is a very interesting concept, not the least of which is that especially in today's day and age, with various people using fake news to get what they want, the truth is malleable. It can be subverted, perverted, and more. It's a lot to handle, which is why the saga of Johnny Depp in his journey for truth has been fixated on by so many. He's been proclaiming his innocence to everyone for years, and yet his ex-wife in Amber Heard has said that this is a lie and has tried to prove it. Today, Johnny Depp spoke on matters and revealed his side of things. We'll break it down for you. Number 6. Quest for Truth Johnny Depp took the stand on Tuesday afternoon in his defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard, saying he was focused on clearing the record regarding allegations that he engaged in domestic violence. Truth is the only thing I'm interested in. Lies will get you nowhere. But lies build upon lies and build upon lies, Depp said. I'm obsessed with the truth. Under questioning from his own lawyer, Depp denied that he had ever been violent with Heard or with any other woman. Heard has accused Depp of striking her, choking her, and kicking her on, on several occasions over the course of their relationship. She has also alleged that Depp once sexually assaulted her during a fight in Australia in 2015. Depp and her divorced in 2016. Then she wrote an op-ed that she said she was abused in a key relationship and insinuated that it was Depp. And Johnny didn't take that kindly at all. I felt it my responsibility to stand up not only for myself in that instance, but to stand up for my children. Depp testified, speaking very deliberately on the witness stand. I thought it was diabolical that my children would have to go to school and have their friends or people in the school approach them with the infamous People magazine cover with Miss Heard with a dark bruise on her face. Depp said the allegations against him were quite heinous and disturbing and not based in any species of truth. It's very strange when one day you're Cinderella and in 0.6 seconds you're Quasimodo, he said. A very apt description as he went from a Hollywood A-lister with multiple films and awards under his belt to someone who was blacklisted because of Heard's comments. Number 5. Abuse he took. Depp also testified about physical abuse he endured at the hands of his mother when he was growing up in Kentucky, saying she would throw things at him and beat him with a high-heeled shoe. He also spoke about the beginning of his relationship with Heard, saying it was as if she was too good to be true. She was attentive. She was loving, she was smart, she was kind, she was funny, she was understanding, he said. He added that they shared a common interest in blues music and Heard would often take his boots off when he returned home. But within a year and a half, he said, it was as if she had become another person almost. Depp also spoke about his acting career and about how he developed the character of Captain Jack Sparrow for the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. He said he drew inspiration from Bugs Bunny and Willie Coyote cartoons, saying he felt that the cartoon character could push boundaries while appealing to all ages. It's like making a soup, you know? He 
he said it's just ingredients. There's some Pepe Le Pew in there. There's some Keith Richards in there. After the success of the film, he said that his fame became more intense. Fans would try to enter his property dressed as Jack Sparrow, and he felt that he needed to hire more security to deal with the paparazzi. Number four, the texts. Depp also addressed text messages that have been introduced in the trial, in which he spoke in violent and vulgar language about her, referring to her as a and discussing her rotting corpse. He noted that he had been influenced by Hunter S. Thompson and Monty Python, and that he was prone to dark humor. I am ashamed of some of the references made. He said, I am embarrassed that at the time, the heat of the moment, the heat of the pain, what I was feeling went to dark places. He was asked to address his drug use, which also came up repeatedly during the trial. He said he did not take drugs to party, but rather to escape. I've taken these substances on and off to numb myself, to numb myself of the ghosts, the rats that were still with me from my youth. He said, it was essentially my self-medication, one of those get me out of here moments, where what you want to escape from is your own brain, your own head. But he recoiled at Hurd's depiction of my quote, unquote substance abuse, saying that her account is grossly embellished and a lot of it is false. I am not some maniac who needs to be high or loaded all the time, he said. Depp did acknowledge that he became dependent on Roxycodone, a prescription painkiller after injuring himself while throwing a chair on Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, the fourth installment in the franchise. He described the addiction as a monkey on your back. He said he was on the pills for four to five years or more. Depp and Thompson had become friends in the years preceding Thompson's suicide in 2005. Depp spoke of first meeting her during a cast of Rum Diary, the 2011 film that Depp produced that was based on Thompson's novel. I thought, yep, that's the Chenault that Hunter wants. Depp testified referring to his character's love interest in the film. That's the one. She could definitely kill me. Another apt statement due to how many close to Johnny felt that at the height of their fights, that Amber would kill him given how far she was going to try and control him. Number 3. Dark Places If you need further proof of the dark places that Johnny had to go to, you only need to listen to the text he sent to his doctor after one particular bad fight with Heard. It ended with him mutilating himself and making it very clear just how he felt about Amber Heard and what she was doing with him. Hi F-Man, had another one. I cannot live like this. She is full of as a Christmas goose. I'm done. No more. The constant insults, demeaning, belittling, the most heartbreaking, unintelligible. That is only released from a malicious, evil, and vindictive. But you know what? Far more hurtful than her venomous and degrading, endless educational ranting is her hideously and purposefully hurtful tirades and her goddamn shocking treatment of the man she was supposed to love above all. Her obsession with herself is far more important. She is so effing ambitious. She's so desperate for success and fame. That's probably why I was acquired. Also, she has hammered me with that a sad old man has been I am. I'm so very sad I cut the top of my middle finger off. What should I do? Except of course go to the hospital. I'm so embarrassed for jumping into anything with her. F the world. That's definitely a man who's in a dark place through the abuse that he has been taking. Obviously he was able to fix his finger but the pain was not something that would go away as easily. Number 2. The Marriage Counselor. Dr. Laurel Anderson who treated the couple beginning in 2015 described their relationship as dysfunctional and volatile. In a videotaped deposition recorded in late February and played for the jurors last Thursday, they engaged in what I saw as mutual abuse, she said, as the warning X is washed from opposite sides of the room. I know she let on more than one occasion and started it. Heard admitted to Anderson that she had hit, socked, and hurled a can at Depp in various brawls. She told Anderson that Depp had also smacked her and showed her bruises to prove it. The doctor testified it was a point of pride to her if she felt disrespected to initiate a fight, Anderson explained. The clinical psychologist describes her as having a jackhammer style of talking that made it difficult for Depp to get a word in. He was cut off a lot, she added. Anderson said Heard had recounted Depp's verbal assaults during their sessions. Mr. Depp says to her, No one likes you, you're getting fame for me. I'm falling out of love with you. You're a Anderson read from her notes.
Ed's adding, she's reporting how mean they are to one another. So as you can see, these two were never on the best of terms once the fighting started. But it was Herd who initiated many of the fights and other people confirmed that Herd would do all she could do to berate and try to control Depp. Which no doubt was why he went so hard to expose the truth of their relationship because he knew the abuse he took and no one was believing it. Number 1. To be continued. The irony of this testimony is that not only is it compelling, it's not over yet. Depp will be back on the witness stand tomorrow and you can bet that he'll not just have more to say but he'll have to defend himself against Hurd's lawyers as they try to attack his testimony piece by piece so that they can try and prove their own truth. But at least for now, Johnny has come off as a man who is just trying to show the truth of what actually happened in their marriage and that's honestly not a big ask to want. If he's guilty, it'll come out, especially with her blasting him all over the place. Yet if he is innocent, like he's been saying for years, then a lot of people are going to need to seek his forgiveness. And there you have it, everyone. A look at what Johnny Depp said on the stand today and how it may or may not hold up to what is being said about him and how the public react to it all. What do you think of his testimony? Do you find it compelling? Do you find it truthful? How do you think the jury is going to respond to his words? Let us know in the comments below. Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time on the channel.